0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I know I say this a lot, but I'm really, really excited for today's episode. I can't wait to introduce you to my guest. I am being joined by Brianna Michelle, aka The Millionaire Babe. That's what you'll find her as on Instagram. She's joining me today to talk about manifestation, money, goals, and leadership both as a beauty or bridal pro or an artist in the beauty industry. And this is a raw and real conversation that I think you're going to get a lot out of. We're talking about taking responsibility and planning your future. We're talking about deciding what's important to you and how to face your fears instead of letting them stop you. We're also going to dig into imposter syndrome, mindset, limiting beliefs, and letting go. But this is not just a podcast where we're going to touch on these things. You'll get tactical steps to work through your limiting beliefs and the fears that could be holding you back from achieving what's actually important to you. We're going to talk about building a lifestyle business in the beauty industry and visualizing exactly who you want to be then designing your business to help you get it. And I'm going to give you a hint. There is one practice that we talk about in this episode that's basically guaranteed to get you clarity. So you don't want to miss this. Make sure that you listen all the way to the end because Brianna's got some really amazing recommendations and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's go. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I am your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Hi Brianna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Ah, thank you, Jody. It's so nice to be here. I absolutely love your energy and what you're bringing to Instagram. So before we get started, just introducing yourself and telling my listeners a little bit about you and your journey in the beauty industry.
1: Oh boy! Okay, so my name is Brianna Michelle, aka I'm known as the Millionaire Babe on Instagram. A 20-year veteran pro in the bridal and beauty industry, I started in this journey. I actually fell into makeup artist. I was a makeup first, then I went on to do hair. Then I went into opening up my own mobile bridal hair and makeup business. And I have been, I had been doing that up until 2021 when I recently have sold my bridal business to completely be engulfed full time in coaching. So I have kind of a unique background, but yeah, I kind of just like
0: fell into the beauty space. I love that. And, you know, I think it's really cool because parts of your story are really, really going to tie into what we're going to discuss today. And like, you know, it's not too often that we hear of beauty pros building out a team, be it a salon or a bridal business or any of those things, and then going on to actually sell the business to step away from it. And I think that is a really unique and um, interesting part of, Your journey. Could you expand on what that looked like a little bit? Because I know that's a very recent transition for you.
1: Yeah. So it's funny because they always say whatever you loved when you were a child Mm -hmm. is usually what you end up finding back again. You know, I always reference the little, like, you know, the little diagrams of life as an entrepreneur, how you go one way, and then you go another way, and then you go another way, and then, you way and then somehow you find, your, find yourself back full circle. So I've always had a passion for beauty. Always, always, always. Like I played in my grandma's makeup when I was a kid. I watched soap operas with my, with my mom, and glamour was always in the forefront of my life. But I also loved psychology. And, you know, sometimes when you're with friends and you're talking and, you know, my friends would always come to me with their problems. And they would always come to me and they would love, like, chatting with me. And I would always, like, have this these great insights for them. Mm-hmm. And I always was playing therapist. I was right. always playing therapist. And I kind of fell into the coaching industry because I – was looking for more. So I had gotten into my bridal beauty business. It was in 2018. Mm -hmm. I had been doing really well in Las Vegas. I was making six figures, um, but I was starting to really burn out. And at the time I was, I wasn't 40 yet, but I was approaching 40 and I had just gotten married and I was looking at my life you know, I think any life changing event, you know, I got married and I was looking into my future saying to myself, what, what does my future hold? Do I still want to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, and I couldn't see myself doing, going to weddings and lugging on my, my kit and my light and my chair. And I couldn't see myself doing that. And so I kind of started turning into education because I've always loved education and kind of looking to see like what other opportunities I could do out there. I still loved my bridal business. I didn't want to give that up, but I also needed to start really taking responsibility of my life and planning my future. And some people I think get that right away, but I was just kind of a late bloomer And I didn't really get that until I got married. I was already in my late 30s. And I was like, oh, you know, crap. I need to have like a retirement plan. I need to like start (laughs) planning for my future. So I ended up kind of getting into education. I started taking some courses online to figure out what my passion was and what I wanted to do. And that course led to another course. And I was like, wow, I think I want to be a coach think I want to teach other women. I want to help other women through coaching, you know, and I just kind of started, I started out with, I went to a conference, got a lot of inspiration and, you know, hired a private mentor and, you know, came out with my first course at the end of 2019 and then started private coaching And yeah, it just kind of like led from there, one thing after another. And then all of a sudden I had these two businesses and I was like, gosh, what, what, what do I do now? I want to do more coaching, but I'm running a successful 6 figure bridal business and you're one person. (laughs) And I'm one person and I'm a one woman show, you know, and you know, 2020, which when the whole world stopped in 2020 was the opportunity that I needed to like kind of set my bridal business back a little bit and then really just go full throttle with the coaching. But it wasn't easy. I mean, I, I share it with you in a very short version, but you know, getting here wasn't easy. You know, there were a lot of fears. There were a lot, there was a lot of imposter syndrome selling my bridal business, Took me two years. I mean, I had been wanting to sell and do a hard pivot into coaching
0: back in 2020. Right. And it just wasn't the right, couldn't find the right fit kind of thing.
1: You know, it was letting go. I had a hard time letting go. And I had a hard time just facing that fear, you know, of, I had built this child, you know, I had built this steady stream of income and, you know, we all know that it's not easy to build that,
0: you know, and,
1: and it was kind of like bittersweet, you know, sad. And I had to get to a point mentally release the fears that I had of stepping into the coaching industry. And once I... Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's, it wasn't easy.
0: Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I was an independent stylist prior to 2020 and the decision to completely step away to dive into coaching was very difficult because I think we're used to this, whether it's an illusion, whether we, you know, over estimate security. I say that in quotes because I think you never really know what's going to happen. I think the fear surrounding making changes of any kind is what holds so many of us back, right? As beauty professionals, as you know, human beings, I think that it can be really difficult to take the steps because often we're paralyzed by overanalyzing, overthinking, and ultimately fear. And that is a hard thing to get through because, I mean, physiologically, it's developed to keep us safe, right? Yeah. So it's, it's tough to work through. So can we talk about this a little bit about, because I think this is something where a lot of a struggle, particularly, you know, at the beginning when you're just kind of getting to know your intuition and all of these things, like, and really connect with yourself. How can you tell, in your opinion, like what, what is a fear that's like valid and what is a limiting belief?
1: Ooh, that is a good one. What is a fear that is valid and what is, what is a fear that is a limiting belief? Okay. I love this. So first of all, I have to say, I think all fears are valid. I think that we, it's an understanding though, if we want to eliminate fear, it's an understanding that we allow ourselves to feel what we feel. Mm -hmm. So you are scrolling on social, somebody see, you see something of someone and it makes you feel bad or it makes you feel hurt or someone says something about you and it makes it, and you feel bad. Like, I think that you're a hundred percent in control of those feelings. Mm -hmm. I think all fears are valid. I think there are limiting beliefs that are holding us back, such as, are we good enough? Are we going to fail? Or this isn't going to work for me? Or, and I think in general, and this was something that really resonated with me that you said on my podcast was you said something to the alliance to the something to the words of that i think it's just kind of natural in our industry that you know beauty professionals, hairstylists, makeup artists, we tend to you know we tend to be empathic and we tend to have a lot of these limiting beliefs that do yeah. hold us back. and so it's really learning how to navigate navigate fear, it's learning how to have self-awareness to understand what is what is a limiting belief. And so I think that that's something that we don't talk about enough in our industry is how to navigate getting over those limiting beliefs, but how to actually recognize when we have one.
0: I love that you said, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I think it's so important that you preface that by saying like all fears are valid because I think you're absolutely right. I'm so glad that you said that. And it's, you know, you're also right in that we ultimately control our our feelings, right? And just because you feel something doesn't mean you have to let it mean something. And I think that's where where that fear thing gets a little bit sticky because you can have a fear, and it can be valid, but then I think a lot of the time it's that spiral of making it mean something about you or about your future or about your life or whatever, and that's where it tends to kind of hold people back,
1: yeah, I mean, I think and I'd like to give I like to give this as an example because, okay, we understand that limiting beliefs are naturally going to be self doubt. Right? Mm -hmm. Fear of failure, imposter syndrome, you know, thinking that your work isn't good enough, perfectionism, being afraid to post on social media because you don't think, you know, what you have to post is valid or no one's going to like it. I mean, those are all really simple, very easy to understand limiting beliefs about yourself that are holding you back. But one of the ones that I think is really interesting that I wanted to share with you is I had a client recently say, I like having more control. She was afraid to put her pricing on her website by saying that she felt like if she put her pricing on her website, she felt like she wouldn't have control over the clients that she worked with. And so this actually came up this week, ironically, and I, and I pointed that out. I mean, obviously I'm coaching her. It's my job to like point these things out. And I said, you know, that is a limiting belief, right? Mm -hmm. You believe that you're not in control of who you work with if you put your pricing on your website. So your limiting beliefs are literally embedded in everything, everything. The goal is to really, and this is what I always say about like being successful. The goal is to really create mindset and daily habits of mindset and self-development work in order to clear out all those things. And so yeah. I said, I said, you're, you're in 100% control, 100% control of who you take on as clients until you send that contract. Mm-hmm. right? And she didn't see it that way. She was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like now I see it that way. But in the in your process, like you're, oh,
0: you're going to have these embedded limiting beliefs as well. And so Absolutely. we take on little pieces of things that we hear and other people's stories and projections and past experiences and all of these things, and they can manifest and in- really interesting ways. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I hope I answered your question. I know that was kind of a roundabout,
0: but yeah,
1: that's kind of my view on it.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. So when it comes to, you know, I know that you touched on like mindset and, you know, how to recognize those different kinds of fear. One, one thing that I would love to kind of get your take on too is, is what are some, what are some really tactical things that if you're, you know, if, if my listeners are, you know, listening and thinking, okay, I, I recognize that this is a fear, but I really don't know how to even start overcoming it. Cause sometimes it's like, You just, you know that something's holding you back, but even that is not quite enough to to turn it around. So what are some really like tactical tips that you would give to start being able to recognize the fear for what it is and work through it?
1: Yeah. So I have three great steps that will help you get there. The first thing is get clear on what you want. So a lot of times when we have fear around whatever it may be, a lot of it sometimes seems just like jumbled together. Like you don't have clarity. It's like you have brain fog. You know you're scared, but you don't know why. Like you said, it's just everything's like jumbled together and you have so many thoughts, feelings, questions, everything. But nine times out of 10, the reason why we have those things is because we haven't gotten really clear on what we want. And so Mm. it seems like a really simple question, but I can't tell you how many people, if you go out there and ask them, they cannot tell you quickly what it is they want. They have to really think about it. And I think it's just because we are so bombarded with social media and all the things that that society is telling us every day every second of our life you need to do this you need to do that or or you know you need to work in a salon you know because you do hair you can't have your own space or you know there's all these there's all these all this noise and so really figuring out what it is that you want not just right now but long term like looking at your life long term like creating the vision. Okay. I'm in my thirties now or in my twenties now. Who do I want to be when I'm in my thirties? I'm in my thirties now. Who do I want to be? What kind of lifestyle do I want? It's not just about what you, what you want. It's about what kind of lifestyle you want to lead. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Clarity is the first step for sure. And I love that you use the word vision because I think that's so important. Just like visualizing where you want your life to go and getting intentional, because I think you're right. If you ask, even if you're listening right now, this is a good like challenge for you. Think about what is my actual like big picture goal? What is my life going to look like? What am I working towards? Exactly. And then the second step
1: is why, why do you want? I mean, it's so cliche. Everyone's like, well, what is your why? But a lot of times we might say our why, but then we don't still know what we want. So Mm -hmm. it's actually marrying why, why do you want these things Mm -hmm. and really understanding why you want it? Because if you don't understand why, you're not going to be able to kind of work through those fears in order to get to the end result. So having that that yeah. so having that why and and really getting detailed on it is going to again, help ground your feelings, help ground those feelings of fear to kind of understand what it is that's going on like in your head in your brain, and connecting those two things, what you want and your why.
0: I think if you're clear on that too, it allows you to kind of do alignment checks a lot easier. So, you know absolutely if a time you need to pivot or a time that you know maybe maybe your vision changes slightly if you're really rooted ch- chances are your vision's going to change a lot more than your why because that's really close to our hearts a lot of the time so i think that's a really good secondary thing to think of because then you're able to make sure that your actions and the steps that you're taking are actually aligning with why you're doing what you're doing
1: absolutely. And then the last thing I like to do is create action steps, but a little bit more rooted because we have to understand with fear. With fear, it is it is false evidence appearing real, right? It's false evidence ap- appearing real. So, oh, as that. we're gaining clarity on what we want, connecting to our why, right? Then we're able to actually kind of start writing out what kind of action steps can we take? Some baby steps in order to get there, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go from if you have fear, let's say around investing twenty grand in a coach, right? You're not going to technically go from zero to twenty grand. Although you might, you you might. I did that, (laughs) Um, but you but you may not. You may just want to invest in like a small program or you want to take ba- you know and it's fine to take baby steps at least you're moving you have yes. to move your energy and and start somewhere but even more rooted i highly recommend getting a getting an inner work journal book an inner work journal book and creating a morning routine daily and there's so many with 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 you know our world getting more and more spiritual and more you know, self-awareness happening within our space and in our industry. There's so many great journal books out there that allow you to really get clear on you know, these things. What what do you want? What is your why? What's holding you back? You know, there's prompt journals, there's so many different types of journals out there that can help you work through a lot of these feelings of fear that you're experiencing. But better yet, incorporate it into your morning routine. Do it every single morning. I do it every single morning religiously. And I can tell you the days I don't do it,
0: I feel it. You know, it's interesting too, because it, you know, even like, I love that you said, kind of like our world is getting a little bit more, you know, I I think we're all connecting a little bit more with our why and our purpose and all of these things. And even a lot of the, because I love a healthy mix, like in my own content consumption, right? Like there's some accounts that I love that are super woo and super soft, feminine energy. And there's accounts that are or business owners that are more masculine energy, who are very strategic and all of the things. And I find that the more people on every side of the coin are talking about journaling as a practice, as a daily part of your routine, because of the power of getting it out of your head and, you know, getting, getting to know yourself more deeply. So even if you're someone who's listening and you're like, a little a little apprehensive like i think even some of the most strategic like very business 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 accounts and entrepreneurs that i personally follow are all touting the benefits of journaling so i think it's definitely something to explore
1: oh my gosh when i first heard journaling a couple of years ago I thought these people were crazy. I thought, what is this journaling? I'm like, Dear Diary. I did that when I was in like the third grade. I was like, what is this journaling? Like, I'm not gonna journal. Like I already did that when I was younger. And yeah. like, what am I supposed to write? Like poetry? <laughs> like, but no, there's all these great, amazing prompt journals. And it's just, it really opens up. It it really works. It really, really works.
0: Absolutely. And I always challenge, like, if, you know, if you are, if you're skeptical of trying all these things, like, are you exactly where you want to be? Are you exactly where you want to be? And are you 100% satisfied with every part of your business in your life? Because if you're not, it's going to involve trying some new things. It's going to involve getting outside your comfort zone a little bit. And, you know, so I always like encourage If you're feeling very closed off to trying new things, but you're not really satisfied with where you are, that is where I think the change needs to start, is just opening your mind a little bit.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. I love it. Love it. Do do you have a favorite
0: prompt journal? I do.
1: I do. I mean. Well, I have two favorites. Can I share two favorites? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, my daily one that I do mostly that's a great one for that has it's a great one if you love manifesting. Mm. It's called The Gratitude for Manifestation. It's by Kathleen Cameron and Andrea Cox. Mm-hmm. And it is it's gratitude, manifesting gratitude. It's it's a great one for every morning. I do it. I do a page every single morning. And it's amazing. If you are struggling with money mindset, if you need to do a recheck with your money mindset, Amanda Francis's book is absolutely amazing on her book. You know who Amanda Francis is, right? I do. I
0: just read her book not that long ago.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Well, her journal is by far, it's so deep. It's so, so, so deep. Her prompt questions throughout her entire journal are just really, really deep. And it really gets to the heart and core. But it's more focused on money. It's more focused on like healing your relationship with money. And it's just a different concept.
0: I love that. So if you're struggling with money mindset and your relationship with money, start there. And if you're wanting a gratitude and manifestation-based journal, then start with the – what was that one called again? Gratitude for Manifestation. Okay. Perfect. I am going to pop those in the show notes too, because I think that's like such an amazing practice. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's (laughs) so good. It's so good. (laughs) So one other question that I want to ask you, because I know that you have a lot of insight and knowledge surrounding this topic and that is, and this ties into fear as well. So one of the biggest fears I think for a lot of beauty pros who are on the precipice of expanding their businesses is letting go of a little control to bring on new team members.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is something you
0: talked about a lot, right? So can you can you maybe touch on that for us? Yeah. I mean, I did not want a team. Like, I get it. I
1: get the feeling of, of being afraid to let go of control when building a team. You know, a, like not wanting to have to manage people. Mm -hmm. you know, thinking that it's creating this big stressor in your life, Mm -hmm. you know, that is what I saw building a team. Mm -hmm. And, but at the same time, that was a limiting belief holding me back, right? How I viewed having a team was holding, holding me back from having a six figure business Mm -hmm. and being able to work less and earn more. And so, I was discussing with a mentor. I was searching for more. You know, I was constantly looking for mentorship, searching for more. And I had a mentor say to me, he said, Brianna, he's like, if you're worried about having to manage people, he's like, just hire people that you don't have to manage. Ooh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It just was just, it was like, okay, mic drop, seriously. Yeah like okay it's really that easy so i was like okay i'm going to do this i'm going to focus on hiring team members that i don't have to manage and i did and it was it was so much easier i mean it was challenging for me because there wasn't education out there like it is now of showing right. you how to grow business or anything like that so there there were there were a lot of challenges but i was but i hired team members that i didn't have to manage And it's just such a simple concept and mindset shift that That is, yeah, that can really help you just be able to really
0: step up and step up in your light and, and shine. Yeah. And it sounds like that's going to have a lot to do with like really honing in on trusting yourself so that you can trust other people. Yes,
1: exactly. You're exactly right. And it's, it's, you know, it's also understanding leadership. It's also stepping into your leadership, but understanding what it is, what it means to be a leader. Because I didn't realize that until I got, until I had a team, right? And things, little things needed to be tweaked, or, oh, I didn't really like how she did this. So, you know, ha- having to actually be a leader, but actually understand what that is. And I think that depending on what kind of background, background you come from. I came from a corporate background. So for me, leaders like weren't nice and they weren't friendly. So I saw leadership as being not cool, not warm and fuzzy, not not my (laughs) brand. So I didn't want to be that person, but Mm. I had to undo, again, another limiting belief. I Mm. had to undo you know, that mindset of what I saw a leader being and learn really what a leader is. And leadership has a huge part to do
0: with it too, when it comes to building a team. I love that. So do you think when it comes to, you know, finding people who don't need to be managed, all that, is it more inner work or is it more finding the right candidates or a combination of both? It's definitely a combination of both
1: because finding candidates, finding You also have to do the inner work. It's as much, it's as, it's much, it's, it's every, it's strategy, it's mindset, and it's manifestation. I mean, there are times where I had to go out and find people and like post some things on Instagram saying we were hiring, Mm -hmm. but most of the, most of the team that I had were all manifested, they all came to me. And it's I because you. I had the energy around it, right? I was open to having more team members. I needed more team members. Mm-hmm. So I had the energy and I was open to receiving that. But if you are thinking that having a team is going to be hard and you have some blocks you're, and you're saying, oh, it's just so hard to find people, Mm -hmm. then you have that resistance, you're not going to find people. So it's, it is, it is strategy, but I'd probably say it's 65% inner work
0: and the rest, you know, strategy. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. You've given some really amazing takeaways that my listeners can go and apply and start to to work through some of that fear and really connect and learn how to trust themselves. So I think that has been such an amazing takeaway for me, for my listeners. And I just want to thank you again for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Truly. So where can, where can we go to find out more about you? Yes, you can
1: go to my website, www.briannamichellecoaching.com. And right now we are offering our most popular course, the Bridal Team Blueprint on sale for 50% off.
0: Wow. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brianna. And you have a podcast too, because I was on it. So can we shout out your podcast? Yes. It's The
1: Millionaire Babe. It's The Millionaire Babe. I was going to say The Millionaire millionaire Babe underscore. That's my Instagram. <laughs> um, my podcast is The Millionaire Babe. Perfect. Well, thanks
0: again for being here and we'll talk soon. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at it's Jodi Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.